0: So the next thing that Donald Trump and the Trump administration are doing in order to curb voter fraud in the United States is of course they formed their panel and now they're asking states in the United States to hand over voter registration and information from the state level. You know, they requested this from the each state's secretary of state, and they say we want this all in one place to help us start our investigation to begin gathering data on what voter rolls look like, yada, yada, yada. Uh, A lot of states are, of course, uncomfortable with this. Uh, The White House, of course, argues that a lot of this information is publicly available. Uh, People who are against it say like, well, it's also a security risk, though, to put it all in the same place. So there's some back and forth there. But all of this steers away from the original question that we should be asking, which is, is voter fraud actually an issue? And we kind of have studies already existing that say no, voter fraud is not a widespread issue. It's not millions of people. It's like you can find probably hundreds of individuals who are, you know, incorrectly on a roll because they left a state to go live in another state or they died and, you know, bureaucrats in a particular state forgot to take them off a roll because, you know, they don't read local obituaries and that type of thing. Anyway, here we have an entire episode about voter fraud in the United States, you know, whether it is actually happening in a widespread manner and, you know, just different views on the subject. So, you're listening to Politics Explained, the Voter Fraud Edition. I'm Ian Shapiro. President Trump claims that as many as 5 million individuals voted illegally in the 2016 presidential election. To follow up on this claim, the White House has recently announced the creation of a presidential commission led by Vice President Mike Pence to investigate voter fraud in the United States. Now, with an issue like this being given such prominence by the President of the United States, it is important that the mass public be informed about the issue of voter fraud. And this is where political science comes in. Political science can tell us a great many things about voter fraud. We can observe its frequency of occurrence, we can observe what types of individuals actually believe in voter fraud and believe that it's a big problem. We can also understand if voter fraud is heavy enough an issue that it could change election outcomes and thus change how individuals are represented in government. The official statement that's been put out by the White House regarding the commission is that the commission will review policies and practices that enhance or undermine the American people's confidence in the integrity of federal elections and provide the president with a report that identifies system vulnerabilities that lead to improper registration and voting. Further, the statement says, the experts and officials on this commission will follow the facts where they lead. And herein lies the problem. The facts have already led us to a conclusion that voter fraud is low in frequency it's not pivotal and that only a certain subset of the population really believes it's a problem. Donald Trump himself may be in that subset as White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer had to answer a question about Trump's true validity in this claim that uh, three to five million people voted illegally. He had to say the president does believe that. Speaker of the House Paul Ryan has been on record saying, I've seen no evidence to that effect. I've made that very, very clear. So one of the duties today on political science is going to be talking about the studies that do exist about the frequency of voter fraud and whether individuals really think it's a problem in the United States and a problem that we should be prioritizing. For more on the president's commission and voter fraud, you're listening to Political Science here on Anchor. Time and time again, President Donald Trump, has suggested that he lost the popular vote by about three million votes due to voter fraud. As of today, multiple investigations and scientific studies have leaned into the question of widespread voter fraud. These investigations and studies have come up cold. There is no evidence of widespread voter fraud in American elections. Even individuals who believe that there is no voter fraud though take the accusation very seriously, since the appearance of such widespread voter fraud would be horrendous for our democracy. However, when trying to curb the negative effects of voter fraud, it is important to know whether or not voter fraud is actually a problem, as the solution to voter fraud is more stringent voter ID laws, which in some areas can suppress voting behavior. Leveraging data on voter turnout from 2006 and 2014 reveals a disturbing trend about the implementation of voter ID laws. I'll attach a link to the article in the caption, but for now, the punchline will suffice. By instituting strict voter ID laws, states can alter the electorate within them and shift outcomes towards those disproportionately on the right. Where laws are stricter, the influence of Democrats and liberals diminishes as the power of Republicans increases. This result makes it unsurprising that the states where strict ID laws are passed are almost exclusively controlled by Republican legislatures. While this finding on its own is not damning to the implementation of voter ID laws, this finding, accompanied with zero evidence of widespread voter fraud, does not make a super compelling evidence for those in favor of stricter ID laws, especially at the national level. Who believes in the myth of widespread voter fraud? Well, the short answer is that Americans who are hostile towards non-white immigrants are the ones who are most likely to believe in widespread voter fraud. According to a blog post on the Monkey Cage, which is a political science blog that is distributed via the Washington Post, strong feelings of anxiety and hostility towards non-white immigrants influences how frequently voters estimate that voter fraud is occurring. This effect is strong and significant, even after controlling for conventional political dispositions and socioeconomic characteristics that one would think are linked to believing in voter fraud. The study itself was conducted using a national survey sample of 1,000 adult Americans in the 2015 CCES or Cooperative Congressional Election Study. The authors of the study asked individuals to estimate how often they believe voter fraud occurs. They defined voter fraud in this case as perceptions of how much people think US elections include non-citizen voting, voting more than once, and voting while pretending to be someone else. Also for the purposes of this study, the main independent variable, animosity and hostility towards immigrants, is operationalized as believing that immigrants increase crime, reduce the use of the English language, dampen US citizens political influence in the system and do not deserve any more special treatment or favors from government. I'll go ahead and add a link to the full blog post in the just below the description. But, essentially, the main finding is here. All of the different model specifications used led to pretty much one defining factor that rose above all the rest, and that was hostility towards non-white immigrants in the United States. The more hostile you felt towards these types of individuals, the more likely you were to estimate that voter fraud was a more rampant issue in America. For more on individual-level survey data, immigration attitudes, and voter fraud, you're listening to Political Science here on Anchor. One of the strongest pieces of evidence against the claim that there is widespread voter fraud is that there is no evidence of widespread voter fraud. That's right, there is no good empirical evidence that voter fraud occurs in any kind of meaningful way that it could plausibly have an impact on elections in the United States. In fact, a 2014 article in the Election Law Journal was pretty clear on this point. The journal pointed out, The lower bound on the population reporting voter impersonation is nearly identical with the proportion of the population reporting abduction by extraterrestrials. Now I'm going to say what that means, I'm really just going to tell you what that means. That means that the proportion of individuals who claim voter fraud is occurring is even to the proportion of people who claim that they have been abducted by little green men. The fun fact to extrapolate from this is that if you're an individual who ever points to survey evidence of any kind to say that voter fraud exists, then you probably also have to admit that a large number of Americans every election year or every year are involved in being kidnapped by aliens. Okay, okay, to be fair, that's not a fair comparison to make. But what we can do is we can look at actual tangible evidence of if voter fraud is really occurring. At the time that he was the Kansas Secretary of State, Chris Kobach claimed that voter fraud was a widespread problem and demanded special prosecution powers in order to pursue fraud allegations. He and his group examined 84 million votes cast in 22 states over an election, in order to look for individuals who had registered multiple times. What they found was of those 84 million instances, only 14 cases were eventually referred for prosecution. That means if we're thinking in terms of proportion of the votes cast, 0.00000017% of votes cast turned out to be fraudulent in some way. Anyway, this particular case just highlights the larger point. In all of the evidence that we can collect, we can definitively say that there is no more evidence of voter fraud in the United States than there is evidence of mass alien abductions across our great country. For more on survey research, voter fraud, and alien abductions, you're listening to Political Science, here on Anchor. So there you go, I hope our discussion today on voter fraud and the political science view on the matter was informative, educational, and most of all, If you have any questions related to political science, polling, particular topics in American politics, go ahead and call into the station, start a nice fun conversation with me here on political science. Also don't forget to favorite the station so that you can stay informed each and every day about what's going on in the news and what scientists like me are saying about it. Come on, you know you want to listen to political science every single day because it is great bar hopping talk. Yeah. Until next time, I'm Ian Shapiro and you're listening to Political Science, here on Anchor.